Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Ravens strangle the Dolphins. So does this have Burt Rohde back on the bandwagon, or is he still going to be spending his Sundays at Costco? Also, we'll talk all things Orioles this offseason. Can they sign the big-name pitcher, or more likely how they won't sign the big-name pitcher? And we got some dad jokes for you and strawberries. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your daily starting host, <laughs> Matt Soroka, and as always, I'm joined by the zany pirate, Bert Rohde. Happy Halloween! Arr! And we're joined by that beautiful strawberry unicorn, the button lover, Josh Soroka. Where, where's your costume, Matt? I didn't think you guys were serious. Josh, and, and how are you going to do the whole show wearing a unicorn head? At least Burke can talk through his. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot talk through that unicorn head. I also yeah. can't. I also can't see through it. So I was just hoping I pressed the button right to bring our cameras back online. Mm, yeah, a little treat for those uh, Facebook Live listeners. See Josh wearing a unicorn head. I, I Josh, just wanted are... to try to throw you guys off a little bit immediately at the start of the show. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, we got a lot to get. You know, can we talk about uh, you guys doing anything for Halloween? You guys got the kids. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna the go usual. trick or treat and lots of candy. You guys, uh, Bert, is your little Albie being a Star Wars character? Oh, you broke up on me there. Really? Yeah, I'm sure he's being a Star Wars character. What's Albie? Star Wars or pirates? Albie's gonna be a stormtrooper. Yep. Okay, Josh, is Emma doing the unicorn? No, uh, Emma, no, that's my unicorn head. <laughs> okay. uh, Emma is being a minion. Brooke is being a stick man. And Camden is being a princess, just like every day. When you guys go door to door, do you guys dress up too or no? Uh, in the past, I've put on at least put on a mask, but that's about the extent I'll go. Uh, no. Can uh, we talk about a couple no. strawberry moves related to Halloween? Sure. Okay. Yeah. This is things have changed, boys and girls. Back in my day, uh, you would get up whatever you could find in the house, or you go to Goodwill. And you would get whatever you could find. Now they have these things on Halloween stores, and people spend like a hundred bucks on a Halloween costume. If you're spending more than twenty dollars on your Halloween costume, you're a strawberry. The spirit, the spirit Halloween stores. 
Right. Is that what they're called? Spirits? Spirits are the yeah. ones that like pop the little pop up shops. Yeah. Right. They 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 with, weren't around with years the ago. seasonal employees. Yeah, they're a joke. Another strawberry the whole concept of Halloween is like millennial heaven. Because well, yeah, what do you what's the deal with millennials? They don't want to grow up. What's Halloween? You don't have to. You can pretend that you're a little kid again. You can pretend you're a little kid. And what do you do? You go from door to door and ask people to give you stuff for free. Yeah. Right? Right. You get That's a millennial move. Right. They that didn't one. earn it. No, Meanwhile, that... I'm working hard. <laughs> I got a job. I'll, I'll buy my own candy. For, for millennials, that's... Ask for free candy. Right. It's get the equivalent of going to work for a millennial. Yeah. That, that's her that's job is, 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 is going door to door. You know who also are terrible uh, are, are snowflakes are... The people who put a bowl outside their door full of candy and say, please take one. I, I do that. See, that shows you have too much trust and faith in humanity. And I, you'll get your butt kicked. You'll, people will steal your candy. Yeah, Non-strawberries I, I, will steal all your candy. I put, it out, I put it out there knowing they will. But what else am I supposed to do when I want to take my kids trick-or-treating? I don't want to be the guy that, that turns the lights off. And I don't want to be the guy who goes around collecting candy without giving candy. So what am I supposed to do? You want to come and sit on my porch and hand out candy? You can wear the unicorn well, mask. Well, I got no plans. No one comes to my house. I'm out here in the farm. They're afraid of the goats. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to come to my new house either. This is our first Halloween at the oh. new house. So you drive so into a new neighborhood to uh, trick-or-treat? We're going to a friend's house uh, to hang out with their family and the kids and have dinner, and then we'll trick-or-treat around their, their neighborhood. Uh, so we're not just going just to just to, like – uh, get all of that neighborhood's candy, but we're making it into like a, a get together type deal. Right on our neighborhood, they built some new uh, expensive townhomes that connect to our neighborhood. Nice. So that's where we end up going because you get the townhome closeness of house to house to house. Plus, they're right. expensive townhomes, so you get the you get the full size candy bars, and uh, so we and they got really nice street lights, so it's nice and nice and lit up. So we'll be there tomorrow night. If you want to see us, you can find us in the Canterbury Village tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go to I gotta go to Salisbury to to, to, to class. I don't have to get the, I don't get to celebrate Halloween at all. My little Silas is being a little bit of, uh, is being a monkey, but he's too nice. small to go door to door. You gotta at least be able to walk <laughs> to go door to door, right? You can't. No one can what, carry you door to door. What's Ridiculous. your What's your favorite candy? Like, what do you steal from the kids? Or um, you know. Or that you got when you were a kid. What what do you want to get when you go door to door? Candy corn. That's a hard. Yeah, I I got a whole box of candy corns upstairs that my wife brought home from school today, and I'm such a. I'm a candy. I'm a candy addict, in the sense that I can't go to Walgreens or the grocery store without buying myself some candy. So like, Halloween's no big deal to me because anytime I want candy, I just go buy candy. You're a grown man. Yeah. (laughs) Why should I have to subject myself to have to walk around the neighborhood just to get candy? A candy is inexpensive as it is. I can just go buy myself some candy if I want candy. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But the only <laughs> thing that's that's, but if I'm gonna walk around the kids anyway, I'm gonna be stealing some of their candy. True. And you I, know, Bert, it must be really tempting for you to go to Costco every Sunday when they got those tubs of like a hundred Twizzlers in each tub. That must be yeah. hard for you. I remember when I was a kid, my parents would take me to Costco uh, if I was being a good, good boy. And uh, <laughs> I would buy a big box of Airheads for $7, oh, yeah. and it would last yeah. me at least two to three weeks. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say two to three days. <laughs> All right. No, I, I appreciate those people. And uh, uh, and I always enjoyed getting a ruler or some pencils. Or the, or the, the toothbrush. The, 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 toothbrush. The dentist in the neighborhood that gives out the toothbrush. Or some floss. Because, That's because, practical. Right. Somehow like candy that. is why I'm at the dentist once a year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm One of my favorite guy. things we did at my friend's house was uh, every year – if there were kids trick-or-treating that seemed to be too old for trick-or-treating, they would get a raw hot dog dropped into their bag. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Uh, How old's too old? It's hard, it's hard to tell now what's too old. Anything above eighth grade, it's too old to be trick-or-treating. If you're a millennial, you're getting hot dogs. Yeah, I, well, I mean, if you're 25 years old, yeah. yeah. I think 13 is a good cutoff. My last year of trick-or-treating was eighth grade the Halloween of my eighth grade year. After that, I never did it again, and I'm a better person for it. Were you told not to do it, or did you just know? Was yes. it this unwritten code that said no, no more? He's been buying his own candy <laughs> ever since. And then you got a job and you bought your own candy, absolutely. <laughs> Granted, I, I, you're right. I uh, If I was given the choice in the ninth grade and later, I probably would have liked a trick-or-treat, but I was cut off. My parents said no more. <laughs> but that's also when you get to take the transition from going and collecting candy to giving candy. And that's my new favorite part as an adult, too, which I haven't been able to do so much because I haven't had a home uh, in so long. But uh, my favorite move pre-kids was turn off all the lights and sit at home. That's the best. Hide in the house while people are knocking at the door. (laughs) And even even better now, because I've got the ring doorbell, I could hang out in my basement and someone rings my doorbell and I can talk to them and see them, but I don't have to answer the door. Oh, so, yeah, you can so be really creepy. Good point. I've got one of those video camera doorbells, too. I should make sure I can see the bucket of candy by my doorbell and just keep it on and yell at kids that take too much candy. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you, yeah you, you should do that. Yeah. Right. yeah that since I'm you. not going to be home, like I said, I, you know, I highly highly doubt we're going to get any trick-or-treaters. But if we do, uh, I'm definitely going to make use of that since I won't be home. You guys are you guys are getting me thinking now because you know I got that I got the the smart home so I can control my everything from my phone. So what I got to do is keep an eye on that while I'm out with the kids and then freak out the kids with the lights or whatever else, turning things on and off and uh, <laughs> playing mute, playing sounds out of the speakers and everything to freak out the kids who are taking too much candy. There's a lot of possibilities here for you, Josh. Yeah, I, I got to work on that one. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, can we get to some Ravens talk? Ravens Speaking talk. Speaking of scary, the, the Ravens. <laughs> that, that dominated the Dolphins? Were scary good on Thursday. Uh, 40 to nothing. Yeah. A game dominated in all facets of the game. Bert, the yeah. Ravens are now 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. Are you a believer that this good team could make the playoffs? No. Still, I mean, what? The, yeah, they could, couldn't make the playoffs. But they're not, they're not a contender. They'd be one of those fluke teams that stumble in as a second wild card. Sure, that could possibly mathematically still happen, but they're still a garbage team who uh, got lucky on a Thursday night with another garbage Miami team coming into town. Uh, I'm just glad I had the Ravens defense on my fantasy team, which got me 33 points. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bizarre game because I thought our run defense was supposed to be terrible, and yet we shut down Ajay. And I thought yeah. I thought um, that our run game was supposed to be terrible, and their front line was supposed to be awesome. Yet Alex Collins run all over the field, so yeah. it was just a bizarre game. 
Um, but the takeaway from that game, besides the complete blowout, which I think says as much about Miami as it does about us, uh, I think one of the takeaways from that game is is the Kiko Alonso hit, right? Which, sure. Yeah, and the NFL has yet to come out and uh, do any suspensions. There was two. That that was a big hit because that took down Flacco. But remember, there was also the uh, third or fourth quarter in Dominican Sue choke move on uh, Ryan Mallet. Ryan Mallet. Yeah. Yeah. A little stranglehold. Yeah. I didn't. That's yeah. I didn't. The the what I don't understand about the Kiko Alonso hit is listen to other people talk about it. Like at halftime, when Bill Cower and uh, Deion Sanders were saying like Flacco got down too right. late, no problem. Yeah. I don't understand. I do not understand this concept. I thought the rules are if you slid, you can't hit him. But now are, are they saying if you slide, but you slide close to a defender, right. they're allowed to hit you in the it, face? It was something to knock your helmet off. They were making <laughs> yeah, some comment about here, because crazy pills. Right? They were saying, well, because Flacco was going for the first down, and it's like, yeah. isn't that what quarterbacks always do? Yeah, like I, I can see if you were diving head first, but he slid feet first. And the rule is if you slid first, right. feet first, you don't hit him in the head. Yeah, if it was Tom Brady, there would be major things going on right now. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? A new, they, they would stop, they would stop the game. They would call him SWAT and have Kiko Alonso arrested and thrown in a dungeon. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, but Ridiculous. Um, They're a dirty team. I'm, I'm hopeful for this team. I think that... This week's a big week with the Titans. And then we got the bye. There's there's some stuff with uh, we've complained about injuries. Everyone's due to get healthy after the bye or a good amount of people. So I'm I'm hopeful that if we can go out into the bye at five and four, then. Yeah, we've knows? been here before. This is the kind of conversation we're having before the Bears game. We've had this. Yeah. Yeah. But that didn't go our way. But, the, but we've had Ravens teams that have been this way and seem to just not be a good team. Um, remember, they, they fired Cam Cameron because the offense was so bad, and then they won the Super Bowl. Right. So as long as they can stay in the in the hunt, the problem is this team hasn't given a whole lot of hope that they can stay in it, and they could also quickly implode. They're on the bubble. Yeah, well, it's, it's out of the hole – the whole league is take your pick, right? It's like everybody, and that's why when you look at the schedule, you're like, "Oh, we can beat the Titans. The Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, or we 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 can beat the Packers." But we said the same thing about the Bears and Jaguars. Right? You, you, you gotta go out there and, <laughs> and do it until you do it. But I tell you what, one of the cool things that has emerged that wasn't here three weeks ago is the player of our starting running back, Alex Collins. He seems like a legit playmaker, and we didn't know that three weeks ago. But he seems like he seems like a playmaker, and that's he's a spark. one on the offense. Yeah. Right, that's better than none on the offense as far as playmakers go. That's good. Maybe there's something there. He's a spark. He's a guy that when they hand him the ball, uh, usually something uh, exciting happens. He's he, he runs fast. He makes guys miss. Uh, I can admit that. Yeah, he's good in open field. I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm making plans for Super Bowl. No, I'm but not you... making plans for week one of the playoffs. To be honest, no, you look. But... But it, it's it's exciting to see an offensive player actually do something. Right. You look at this team and you look at did have they improved since those games where they should have won with the bad teams, and they've improved with Alex Collins as really as he's became the number one running back. He's really taken control of that. Um, we we saw Flacco make some completions. We saw some guys catch some balls, and then uh, Brandon Williams back on the defensive side after 
missing four weeks injured is we saw that completely change the run defense. The team that was 32nd or 31st in run defense going into the Miami Dolphins game completely shut down a Jay. Yeah. It's but true. wasn't Brandon Williams back the week before against Minnesota? Yeah, but he but not in like full health. Not he wasn't he 100%. Didn't, he didn't get to practice. You know how they say you need like whatever a week to get back. What's the status uh, of Joe? Is that what they say? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the status of Joe and the concussion? Is he going to play on Sunday? Uh, Harbaugh said this morning that there were no signs of the concussion, so he expects them to be fine on for the Titans. You know, I imagine Joe. I don't want to take any cheap shots at Joe like Kiko Alonso did, but to do I, I, I don't know how the whole concussion protocol works. But from my understanding, like you take a test at the beginning of the year when you're not concussed, and then when you are concussed. You kind of go through that same test to see if you can do it the same way. Like so you're, same, so you're saying problems. you set the bar, Joe set the bar low? I'm saying he could probably tell you two plus two equals four, concussed or not concussed. But I don't know how much other stuff he can answer, concussed or not concussed. So <laughs> it, it could be that they could not even pick up on his concussion because that's the way. And if you if you look at the way he kind of walks around the field, you don't know if he's concussed or not concussed the entire game. So I don't know how you tell with Joe. He might have been concussing his entire career. No one's ever known. <laughs> right. No, you could tell. You could tell that day's look in his face. Yeah, yeah. though. Check, please. Right, exactly. <laughs> what do you think yeah. hurt more, the getting hit in the head with concussion or almost getting his ear ripped off? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to say you don't feel the ear when you're already being hit by everything else. I think yeah. that's one of those things where the ear goes off and it, you didn't notice until someone points it out to you. <laughs> hey bro your ear's missing right right yeah is that is that a cool is that a cool injury to have i feel like that's a unique one like to get your ear ripped off i feel like that's <laughs> kind of cool right because yeah. you see a bloody lip or something every now and then or a, a busted nose which whatever but a, an ear ripped off like that's you know you're in a scrum if you got your ear ripped off right that's like those wrestlers that have that cauliflower ear where it's all screwed up years yeah later. my cousin had that it was crazy yeah that's gross actually Speaking of unique injuries, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but you guys hear about that Zach Miller thing? It was all over uh, social media today that he might lose his leg over this? No. Yeah. He might lose his leg? Yeah. 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 Uh, something to do with, like, the nerve damage or uh, arteries yeah. in, the, in the tendons that were ripped or broke. Or, I don't know. But, yeah, they're like, what, what looked – it was a gruesome injury, and it looked bad, but it looked, you know, routine. It happens in the NFL – but they're saying it could be far worse than anybody thinks it could be. Hold on. Has this been posted? Any, I'm Googling it. Has this been posted anywhere besides TMZ? No. Why well, would TMZ might, say? It's trending on Twitter. Do yeah. you believe what, what, on Twitter? It was right up there with Kevin Spacey all day. Well, the Kevin Spacey stuff, I know that's true. But the Zach Miller losing his leg, when I Google it, I see TMZ. I see uh, 24-7 sports. But it's not on any real sites. All right, here we go. Yahoo. Doctors report only fighting to save Zach Miller's leg after the DNA. Fighting to save his leg. That's a big deal. Fighting to save his leg. That's a big deal, yeah. Is it a bigger that, deal or, or not a big deal as Kevin Spacey? <laughs> I mean, the Kevin Spacey, there's been stories. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was surprised when I heard the news. I didn't. I thought that was just everyone already knew that. Right. That I don't know if it's because House of Cards is shot around here and – I hear stories of him interacting with mids. 
Yeah. That, and, uh, I thought it was common knowledge that, that he enjoyed men. Yeah, and I have no well, connection but the, to it's the, even I knew that. Right. It's the assault thing that's the issue. Yeah, well, I get that. I get that. But I mean, but he used the he used the assault to come out as well. Well, yeah, and that was and I mean that's a, weird. There's there's <laughs> yeah. living around Annapolis. That, that's that's a publicity spin there, right? right. That's, yeah, the, there's the, probably the, a better time and place for that. Here's a terrible story. Let me spin it so people are talking about something else. So when I mention it, what are you drinking there, Bert Lacroix? Lime Lacroix. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, freak of strawberries everywhere. Um, wow. I mean, no. That's all we had. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, is, is that Kevin Spacey's favorite drink too? I, I wish. No, but I mean, yeah. In Annapolis, there's stories of him talking to mids and getting mids phone numbers, and and very um, enjoys hanging out with 18 to 22 year old men. Yeah. Who are we to judge? Right. Do you? I, but don't act like this is a bombshell surprise because no one's surprised. No. Now we, that. A football injury that you could lose your leg. Now that's a bombshell surprise. Right, right. ESPN says Zach Miller of the Chicago Bears undergoes emergency surgery in an effort to save injured leg. That means it might not be salvageable. Right. right. And we've been doing all this years and years of talk about about head head issues. When's when's the movie going to come out about and the mom's coming out about football being too <laughs> dangerous for your legs? Like, save this the is legs. Like a cover story. Yeah, there eventually will be a a movie star starring uh who did the who did the concussion movie Will Smith a movie starring Will Smith about it and then this one this one will be starring Lieutenant Dan because he don't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like they used to always say like that that, that Dennis Pinda uh, with his hips right right that yeah he could step on the field and like he could no longer walk again or something. But right. then he would always still play the next year in the, in the NFL. I don't know how you can go from at any moment he could end up in a wheelchair that he's playing in the NFL. I don't, I don't understand how that's. You think Zach Miller can come back with a fake leg? Ooh. You know, pig? that's not our a- pig leg. I get him a pig leg. Ah! I mean, I, I think they have more advanced things than pig legs. Come on, I, think he, I can see him slipping out of a tackle and just hopping down the field, getting an extra couple yards. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people with those robotic legs. That might be interesting. Yeah. One step the, closer uh, to these robots playing football. What are those? The blades that that runner who killed his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, the big springs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think they're called blades. The blades sound a lot cooler. He could be the Zach Miller could be the first player in the NFL that used blades. That sounds really dangerous too, though. <laughs> For who? For him or the other players? For the other players. He already lost his leg. He's in no danger. It's the other guys yeah. who're going to use that blade and just slice through other legs. I don't know. Who knows? It might be a might be a trend like avocado ice cream. People love these the NFL players love these trends. So if it works, it might become a trend. Who knows? Right. Yeah. If, if he makes it back, yeah, then it's I'm gonna lose my leg too. Yeah. 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 All right. We're gonna um, can we transition to some Orioles talk? Yeah, because we went way off topic on that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Sorry. I'm trying to rear us back home. Rear us back home. We're gonna talk to Steve Molesky, I think, in a few minutes. Right. Yeah. Is that accurate. Yep. We should have him on in a couple minutes. All right. Um, I am uh, the Orioles reached out. It was reported by the Baltimore Sun, which is a website called BaltimoreSun.com. They also have a newspaper called yeah. the Baltimore Sun. Yeah, they're pretty mm-hmm. reputable. I'm familiar. Yeah, with that. that that they've reached the Orioles have reached out to guys like Chris Tillman and Wade Miley. Awesome. I mean, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Chris Tillman, we knew that was coming. I mean, we knew. The question is, what are they reaching out like and offering? Are because you're you're gonna reach out to Chris Tillman, hoping you can get a, a one year rehab 
rebuild your uh, let him rebuild his credibility and get him cheap for one or two years. Wade Miley's a surprise, but he's a lefty, so they can think maybe there's something there that they can still use. I don't know. The problem, the problem is, uh, yes, these are guys they could potentially bring back for pennies on the dollar because they were so terrible last year. But we need shoes to fill and arms to pitch. And I don't see the Orioles being able to afford anybody any better than a Miley or a Tillman. They're not going to spend the money. So, like, this might be the only options they have. Right, and – Right, if, and especially if we're really serious about them wanting to spend money on one good pitcher, like a, um, uh, what's Alex, the guy Cobb. Alex Cobb. I kept wanting to say Alex Collins, knowing that was wrong. Alex Cobb, then you need some fillers, and these guys are fillers. Yeah. And I guess there's... Can you guys hear, can, can, can you guys hear a screaming baby in the background? Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Right. He, he had too much Halloween candy? Yeah, he got a little too... Yeah, a little too excited. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, you need fillers, and these guys are, I guess, I guess, better than what we've got in the minors. I still yeah. don't. I don't think. I don't think somebody like Alex Cobb is gonna make it to the Orioles. There's other teams out there they're gonna outbid the Orioles, especially. I mean, Alex Collins is not a top tier starter, but other Cobb, teams yeah. are Cobb. gonna. Cobb, yeah. Now I got got me doing it. <laughs> they can probably afford I, Alex I don't know. Collins, but. If he's still floating around there in February, then yeah, he'll be a guy the Orioles get. But somebody else is going to sign him up. Yeah, exactly. The Orioles aren't yeah, going to so, pay for a pitcher in December. It's not going to happen. Well, then, 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 what are we even doing here, Bert? I don't know. Sometimes I watch the World Series and see real baseball teams with real passion, and and then I, I hang on out, hang out here with you guys, and it, we talk about the same garbage. Is it real passion or real pitching? It does. It doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, uh, who's Clayton Kershaw has given up eight home runs uh, in this postseason. It's out of control. But he's but he's still the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, it's crazy. But 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 if you're the Orioles, you you can't trade for like a Justin Verlander. You can't trade for him. No. And you you can't sign someone like Clayton Kershaw because you no. don't have the, the financial resources. So the only way you do it is if you develop a guy. Uh, like I think Houston developed Dallas Keuchel. If you develop a guy. That's mm-hmm. that's the Orioles' option. That's the only way we're ever going to be good enough to compete in the World Series is if we develop someone. Right. And we got Bundy, we got Gosman, we got a couple other guys in minors like Hunter Harvey and DL Hall and Cody Sedlock. But the only way that we're going to have a top rotation starter is if we develop them because we're not trading for one and we're not going to sign one. So you got to develop one. Right. In the meantime, right. we'll and, fill in crap. We'll fill in Miguel Gonzalez well, in and, our fifth hole while we wait. Yeah. Exactly. And the question is, what? And right. And that's where it comes down to the Manny Machado issue. And is this the year to go all out? But I don't think you don't go all out by going to Chris Tillman and Wade Miley. Yeah, and how can you? I don't even know how we can get. To, how do you get to all out? How do you get to all out? Like, do you, do you sign Hugh Darvish and Jake Arrieta and Alex Cobb? Because if you if you want to really be a World Series uh, contender, you have to sign all three of them. Well, when you right, and when you talk about teams that were World Series contenders, we've had the Nationals who went all out. We had the Red Sox make moves. We had the Yankees develop. And uh, make trades, and all of their managers got got fired in the past two weeks. Yeah, we we should talk about that. Uh, what does that say about the Yankees and the Red Sox? With they had two of the best seasons under the coaches that have been there for quite a while now, 
And the Yankees were one game away from the World Series, and they said, that's it. We're done. You're not good enough. Yeah, it's – it's. Uh, why are we sticking out with Buck Showalter? Why are we accepting 500 ball? <laughs> All right. I, I don't know if the answer to that is to fire Buck Showalter, fire Daniel Cat. Out of here! All right. Could it no. be that the Red Sox and could it be that the Yankees and the Nationals have a lot better players than the Orioles? Could that be part of the problem? Yeah, That's true. because they had better players, the expectations are higher. Not because the Orioles are settling with losing, they're, they're okay with losing. <laughs> it's because the talent on the field for the Nationals warrants winning a playoff series, which they are never able to do. And the talent on the Red Sox, you brought everyone in. You got Chris Sale. You, this is your year. Good, good. And, and they were unable to advance in the playoffs. Right. Good the point. Yankees, I have no idea why they would let Joe Girardi go. That's insane to me. But the other two. Yeah, good point. It's about it's about what you can get the most out of that player. And when you go all out, you're expected to go all the way. And if you're not getting there, it's on the manager's responsibility that did not draw that out of the players. If the Orioles had the mindset like that, then technically they should have fired Buck Showalter after 2014 when we got swept by the Royals in the ALCS. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, seriously. Well, except, except that what you were saying, it is more about the uh, – mindset of using what you got and the fact that in 2014 buck got a bunch of losers to the playoffs says it says a lot and then the next year we go 500 the year after that we get ousted uh in the wild card game because he wouldn't put in zach Britton. and then this year was one of the worst years we've had in years uh below 500 and we're coming onto the cusp of a 2018 season that doesn't have much on the horizon right now, other than we're bringing back Manny Machado for one last hurrah. Don't be alarmed, boys. <laughs> I'm just moving my location. I like that we're getting a tour of your house. It's, what, are you trying nice. to get away from the baby? Yeah, I got a screaming baby upstairs, and I'm talking right next to her bedroom. Right, his uh, bedroom. So <laughs> you called Silas a her? Is um, he transitioning? Yeah. Something we didn't know about? We, that could, her bedroom. That could get us some good uh, podcast ratings. <laughs> I think, it'd win I think us he had award. his earbuds out. He didn't hear that. Yeah, that's probably that probably for the best. But it, it's it's frustrating as fans because we love – yes, we, it's, we see what this team's capable of, and we got to be excited that this team makes a playoff push. But all I want in my lifetime is what the Houston Astro fans have right now. Yeah. Right. But, I want know, to be able to go to a, I want to go to a baseball game in my big winter coat and hat and gloves and be screaming my face off. Yeah. Yeah, and not not opening day. No, no, no. In but, October. But but for, but for for them to get there, they had to lose a lot, right? And then draft really well. Sure. Yeah, the Astros were terrible for a long time. Not 14 consecutive losing seasons like the Orioles, and still have nothing to show for it. But still, no. yeah. But 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 enough. Like four or five se- se- seasons where you can get top five draft picks and build that farm yeah. system. Yeah, you know. exactly. Uh, I mean, that's part of the problem with the Orioles too, right? The past uh, since Buck Showalter's been here, is they've been good, and even in a bad year like this past year, they haven't been like train wreck terrible, like bottom of the A of the American League terrible. And so they still never get – they're just, like, good enough to not get great draft picks. I mean, it's the position the Ravens have been in for so long where yeah. it's hard to stay good when you never get to draft top in the draft. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 
they've had lots of draft picks that haven't gone anywhere. And what and even you should even drafting in the middle. Baseball, it's clear that baseball is harder to draft than the NBA, than the football. It's really hard to draft really good pitching. Harder than the football. I think it is, right? Yeah, football oh yeah, player, football yeah, football players thanks to college, they go straight in and even a guy like Kevin Gaussman, who was supposed, to, who had college experience, still wasn't ready for the majors right away. Yeah, I mean, based based on what we've seen too from some of the guys we've talked to, minor league guys, you could get drafted and just say, "Nah, I'm going to go to college," and then they've really wasted their draft pick. Sure. Yeah, I mean, even a guy like Dylan Bundy, who's a can't miss high school stud, you have things like injuries, right? Because it takes you four years to get the majors. In that four years, if you're a pitcher, a lot of stuff can happen to you. A lot of stuff can happen to your arms specifically. And so, yeah, there's so many unknowns that even like can't miss guys are absolutely can be injured or other stuff can happen to them, guys. Like that's, and that's what's played the Orioles minor league pitching system, right? Is they just guys get hurt every single year. We're like the freaking Philadelphia 76ers where every year guys are getting hurt in our, in our, in our farm system pitcher wise. Yeah. Offensively, right. we're producing yeah. pitching. And then that's going to be the story all this offseason is going to be the pitching because that is what the Orioles need. We we tried to win without pitching with the, the lineup that was supposed to just crush the ball and hit a bunch of home runs and, and outscore opponents so that pitching didn't matter. And if there's anything we learned, if you put in bad pitchers, you'll still give up more runs than a dominant uh, lineup. Yeah, I mean, the plan was to have great hitting and average pitching, but we ended up having average hitting and bad pitching. And that doesn't win many games. Yeah. You think after all those years of losing, they would have been fleecing the players coming out uh, into the draft because they are getting high draft picks all this time. Uh, And they have, you know, just a few names to show for it after all those years of losing. Yeah. I mean, you have guys like Manny Machado, who's just after they high, and Dylan Bundy, I guess. But, I mean, not much outside of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you saw Manny Machado this year was the only Gold Glove finalist for the Orioles. So yes, yeah. We, we What's got, up with that? I don't know. Is that is that Gold That's Glove is supposed to be just defense? So it makes you wonder, like, why isn't Chris Davis on that list? Is it because they do say, well, he can't hit the ball? <laughs> no, I mean it's it, it's based on. Defense, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch enough baseball to watch every right. other defender. I know people in, were mad that Joe Maurer or something wasn't on there. I don't watch enough to even know who's good defensively. But I, I know I watch enough or- Orioles games to know that our infield is great. And part of the reason our infield is great is because Chris Davis is scooping balls at first and because Chris right. Davis is – is and I, I think he's one of the most underrated defensive players in baseball. I mean, he's just he – he's, he's always solid. He's always excellent. He's an athlete over there. He's a great defender, and it boggles my mind. There must be some awesome first baseman in baseball because I don't watch enough baseball to figure it out, to, to, to know this. But if he's not a finalist, then, man, there's some awesome yeah. first baseman out there because Chris Davis is a good, a really good first baseman defensively. And to not even – I mean, I don't, I don't care if he wins it or not, but, to, but to, I'll, be, I'll care if Manny does not win third base. But if Chris Davis didn't win it, but at least be a finalist. What a joke. How good does Chris Davis have to be? I mean, then Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis was a finalist. Adam Jones is a finalist all the time for Gold Glove in the outfield. Chris Davis is better at, at first base than Nick Markakis was ever at outfield. Break. Yeah, so it's, it's outrageous that Chris Davis is the only one 
I mean, uh, that Manny Machado is the only one that was given recognition. But good right. for Manny even, Machado. Even uh, a, both love finals for him. Right. Even a guy like Jonathan Scope at second base. I, I'm like, he had a really good year. He built on that. Um, yeah, his – the his, problem is the he doesn't show up all the same metrics because his range is bad because he's not very quick. Okay. Gotcha. The uh, comp- the three finalists for first base was was Eric Hosmer from the Royals, Mitch Moreland yeah. from the Red Sox, and Carlos Santana for the Indians. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, those who, are all teams who, that had better that? years than the Orioles, and you make it makes you wonder does the, does that help you as well? Who votes on? Is it the, the 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 writers or, I mean, defense is hard because it is the voted, metrics. It is well. See, that's the thing. It's by managers and coaches around the league. Yeah, they're not allowed. So, like, to, what do you judge it by? If you judge but, it by errors, like Parkakis, man, go love every right. year. But if you judge it by range and by stat casts and stuff, then that's a different criteria. It's tough because in baseball and hitting, it's more clear of what you're looking for. In fielding, the, it's, it's a little more subjective and a little more subtle and nuanced who's good defensively and why. Right. And so it becomes – I mean, Manny Machado is amazing. Right. But outside of players like Manny Machado, it's hard to tell who's good and who's not that good. Right. Outside of Manny, it's Evan Longoria, who's great, third baseman. Yeah. Manny Machado, and then Jose uh, Ramirez for the yeah. Indians. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, so it's voted on by managers and coaches, but you're not allowed to vote for your own team's players. <laughs> So okay. it's also it's it's I kind of like that it's way better than having the fans vote. I guess yeah. It's guys that should know, and and who see these guys around and. Yeah, you would think there'd be some objective way to measure defense and to say just the person who ends up objectively at the top of this list at the end of the year wins the Gold Glove, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, like a stat track type thing. Yeah, like you mean yeah. use use stats. <laughs> If, if there was a stat for that. I would love them to use stats for the All-Star game, too. If on July 4th, if you who we take the top first baseman, the top second baseman, top third baseman, and you all go into the field. What stat would you use? Uh, war. Okay. What, 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 what does war entail? Everything, right? Does, isn't yeah. war offense and defense? Yeah, yeah, it does. But, I mean, my point is, to, you need a PhD to understand the formula sure. that gives you the war. But, but and when, that's what you're basing off. Yeah, I mean, you would have to go to a consensus of, because even like for base, for um, yeah. uh, baseball reference and fan graphs, it's different. It's right, but, different. But the formula we're using now is fans and hanging chads. Yeah. They don't hang do the hanging chads anymore, Josh. Yeah, the hanging chads right. don't do the right, That's right. They're using fans and my 25 votes so that I get 50% off my next Oriole game or whatever the crap is that they do to get you to to flood the website. Hey, did you get the email that said they were shutting down the uh, bird's nest thing? I Remember did. When you could enter in the code and get points and stuff? I did. So I went in and I said, how many tokens do I have? And I cashed them all out for a replica J.J. Hardy shirt. Jersey. Oh, nice. Nice. You had more points than me then because I, had I got <laughs> I got another Manny Machado starting lineup figure, which I already have three. I got uh, a medium Trey Manzini t-shirt because they were all out of larges. And uh, I got the Orioles uh, grill set, you know, the spatula and stuff. Well, that, that's not bad. How many points did you have? 71? 71, I think. Oh, see, I only had like 55 or something. Oh, well, I wanted to use them all up. And... Uh, I figured my wife will wear the Trey, Trey Mancini shirt when she dyes her hair, and I'll give one of my kids the Manny Machado, 
And I could use another spatula set on the grill. Why not? Yeah, I use that Oreo spatula set for the our grill. It's it works fine. It works. It hasn't broken yet or anything. It has not broken yet. All right, good. Well, it's I'll not, take that. Not like these these uh, gold statues where Eddie Murray's bat breaks off every few days. Um, I need to add good. a little super glue. Hey, you guys been watching this World Series? Yeah, not no. live. I've been, I've been checking the highlights. I, yeah. I'll watch tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, I watched I watched last night. I watched the whole game. Stayed up late. The game is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I like how a lot of people are saying that the uh, – like I don't even know how to talk about it because so many things happened. I like a lot of people are talking about how the ball is juiced though. That cracks oh, yeah. me up. Because and it's right, slicker right. than before. <laughs> when, when the pitchers were pitching really well at the beginning of the series, everyone talked about dominant pitching. Now all of a sudden the hitters have adjusted and start to hit, right? And all of a sudden the, like they brought in a new, or, a new bucket of balls that are juiced, right? Just to get them out. Maybe instead it's the fact that maybe same balls they've used all year. Yeah, but but you know it's different. What do they say in Baltimore? When do the balls start flying out? In the when summer. It gets hot. And when it gets hot. Yeah. What what, yeah. what was the first game of the World Series? It was like ninety nine degrees. Yeah. It's like the hottest World Series ever. And you watched George Springer take a swing on this ball. It's like. I mean, these hitters—they strike out so much, but they're only looking for like one pitch. And when they get that pitch, like they just crush it. And there's some bombs being dropped. So it's—it's—I don't think—I don't think the balls are juiced any more than they always were. But this has been an, an unbelievable, unbelievable series. And just—it's everything you want in a series, right? It's the two best teams in baseball. You have star power, old stars like uh, Puig and um, and Altuve. Verlander, so you have those guys that have been that have been around a while, and you also have these young up and coming stars um, as as well. And so it's just this blend of young and veteran stars. Great baseball. The bullpens have been lacking. Uh, I I thought like we were reached a transition last year, and this is going to be like the the era of great bullpens, right? Where you just have a starter throw three innings and then bring in the bullpens. But now they're bringing in starters to to as the bullpen pitchers because the bullpens are so bad. Giles, I think, has gone missing. He's MIA. So it's been a it's been a crazy series. But it's been awesome. It's been fun, entertaining. Yeah, no, it's been a great series, and that's what you're, and you're seeing the fact that the playoffs as a whole have been really good. That's why you're seeing the high TV ratings. Plus, my phone was blowing up all evening last night, telling me how amazing this game was. So you know that's gonna make people tune in. So I just hope that Tuesday and maybe was it Tuesday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday that hopefully we can keep this keep this excitement going. Yeah, I was thought even like at, at at midnight and going on to one, like the ratings were still through the roof, which that's I'll tell you what, when right. people stay up to one o'clock on a Sunday to watch the game, that's that's something. It's that's and, something. Yeah, and it's exciting for baseball. It's exciting for for these players, um, to, as the younger players on these teams are starting to become national names, it's exciting for baseball, and, yeah. and it, it will only help in the next season. Yeah, it says something about this series, which is great to watch, but it also says that baseball is in a very healthy place right now, which I don't know if football can say that, but baseball right now is in a very healthy place, which is great. Right, and baseball, it's great timing for baseball because that's exactly what they need to do is take advantage of people's frustrations with the NFL and say, look how good this competition is right now in baseball. Look how intense, how exciting these baseball games are. And, hey, by the way, we all stand for the national anthem. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got to go there too. I tell you what, though, uh, it, it's crazy to think about what percentage of people you think only watch on Sunday football because of fantasy football. Well, That's I, the only reason I was watching Sunday. No, I but mean, it's got to be like fifty percent, right? Well, see, except except I think the NFL screwed themselves a little bit with this because on Sunday, what were you watching? The red zone, or were you watching the, the actual games for your fantasy, Bert? I was watching Red Zone. Yeah, see? So no one's watching the games. Everyone's watching the Red Zone. The Red Zone is your fantasy football channel. I love the, the Red Zone. Game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Red Zone gets a little tedious for the 4 o'clock games when there's only like three games going on at once. I think there yeah, were only two yesterday. Yeah, and it gets worse as the, once we get past the bye weeks and they start to mix it in Thursdays and Saturdays and all that. But uh, Yeah, but the Red Zone is where it's at for fantasy football. Hey, uh, can I read a couple things from the chat room? It's been pretty active tonight. Yeah, yeah, at least they're showing up one time. <laughs> uh, we mentioned how hot it's been with maybe, maybe helping the balls fly out. Apparently, it was about 103 in Los Angeles. Does that sound right? That's what Jacob yeah, we said. We talked about it for the first game of the series. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. Yeah. 103, that's crazy. Um, and he also says that uh, Altuve should be the MVP with the way he's been playing. Oh, yeah. Now, league MVPs are decided before postseason, right? Yeah, you're not supposed to take into account World Series, which I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of want World Series to matter. And I mean, we're talking about the yeah. most valuable player of the team. Isn't the yeah. playoffs when you are the most valuable to your team? Yeah, but if you included the playoffs, then it was really it would really narrow it down to like two teams that are in the World Series. Generally, most oh. of the time, you would think it would give them a heavy advantage. As it, sh- as it should be, though, right? Well, except what Altuve may win is World Series MVP. Though I also think, like the playoff, like the uh, AL Championship Series, you've got to look heavy to a guy like Verlander. Yeah. Well, let's see yeah. what happens tomorrow night if he shuts down the Dodgers tomorrow night. Verlander starting. That could be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the, uh, the Dodgers have a beard thing going on, don't they, with a bunch of their players growing beards? Um, oh, the the Astros. You look at the Astros, you can't tell them apart. I, I hate these beers because I can't tell any of the any players apart well, when you wear the beard. On the Dodgers, it's uh, Josh Turner and uh, Kershaw for sure. Got oh, yeah, Josh Turner has a nice red beard, which you appreciate. It's been suggested that if the Orioles lifted the no beard rule, could we be a World Series contender? And if so, who would grow the best beard on the current Orioles roster? Ooh, remember the Nick Marcakis beard that used to show yeah. up in the offseason? It was yeah, vicious. Yeah, but it's true. Both World Series teams are pro beard. I uh, yes, I like the no beard rule. I like I like the uh, just I like because Josh can't grow a good full beard. He likes the no beard <laughs> rule. <laughs> Classic Josh move. I can, I can... Strawberry. <laughs> no, I like I like the uh, some of the guys. I don't like my baseball players looking like uh, the Geico cavemen. You know what? I like my baseball players looking like they're playing in the World Series. Mm. <laughs> but I like that extra patch on the sleeve. Yeah, that, that looks pretty good, too. I don't know who can grow the best beard, but the worst beard would be a tough battle between Ryan Flattery and <laughs> Joey Rickard. Oh, see, I was going Darren O'Day. I think Darren O'Day would, would struggle and be some spotty. Oh, he'd be a patchy beard. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Chris yeah. Davis grows a nice beard. Yeah. Yeah. Does steroids help you grow beards or inhibit? I would uh, imagine. I, 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 I bet it helps. Steroids. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. testosterone and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh, you... I thought. Uh, okay. Josh, you mentioned you were going to use your Orioles bird's nest points for a JJ Hardy shirt. Yeah, I already uh, got it in the mail. It's upstairs. Oh, I haven't gotten my stuff yet. Hopefully, it's soon. Dave, wondering, uh, he's just waiting for the JJ Hardy shirts to be discounted at Models, which well, should be like any day now. Nah, we're waiting for the retirement announcement. Remember, he still has to announce his retirement. And the it's Orioles, not official he comes back, The Orioles. Have I think he to, comes back for one more year. The Orioles have to put in the official word that they're not paying him that ridiculous salary. You think he'll he'll take a lesser price? Oh yeah, they're not gonna do it the fourteen million dollar yeah. option. No, no. If, it, if they want to give buy out, I'll do it. Sign and, and, they'll, and they'll play him next year. Uh, so if I give him a $2 million buyout and then pay him for $2 million, I'll do a $4 million J.J. Hardy. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, uh, we haven't been to spring. We took the year off from spring training last year, but there's some people saying they're going to try to go to spring training this year because it would be their uh, last shot to see Manny Machado in Sarasota. Well, we'll know that. We got to go there. I mean, we'll, <laughs> right. Hopefully we'll know by February how that's looking, but yeah. It'll be fun to do again. This is what next year's going to be. And thank you for the foreshadow. This is what next year's going to be. Oh, that was the last time Manny Machado made a diving play like that. Right. Oh, that's the last time he's exactly. going to have a walk-off. That's the last time he's going to have a walk-off right. as an Oriole. Remember this, guys. Last time as an Oriole is going to do that. And sorry, oh, I'm already sick of it. Spring training is not where you want to see Manny Machado for the last time. If you want to see Manny Machado, come up to Baltimore and see him in Cam- Camden Yards. In November. Yeah. That's when I'm going to watch well, the last yeah, time. At least October. In November in Camden Yards. Not, not spring training where a guy who – who you go on the message boards and complain that he doesn't hustle and you're going to be go see him at spring training where nobody hustles? <laughs> at least he fits in. He fits in there with the no one hustling. Right, right. Except for all the 21-year-olds 20, are hustling, trying to make a team. Or, yeah, you know, le- learning to play the outfield. Yeah. You know, based, based on some of these comments in the chat room, I feel like we need, we need to have a segment on the show for dad jokes because your dad is an active participator and – Doing nothing but zingers here in the chat room. You know, <laughs> Josh, you, Josh mentioned that the all-star uh, selection should be based on war. And your dad mentioned uh, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It's good for winning championships. And uh, and then we were uh, we were talking about a, a bunch of Ravens players coming back uh, from injury in the coming weeks with Brandon Williams coming back this week. He said uh, – Perryman was out this week because uh, he caught a cold. It was the first thing he'd caught in weeks. But a ching. <laughs> so that, that's that's why you should watch us on Facebook for the comments. And yeah. uh, and and he had one more zinger because we were talking about Zach Miller possibly losing his leg and and you know there could be legal ramifications. He might want to sue the NFL, but he he talked to his attorney and the attorney said he didn't have a leg to stand on. So. <laughs> All right, thanks for the that, and, and that concludes our segment, Dad Jokes. Dad from Jokes. Our dad. <laughs> from our actual dad. Thanks, Pops. Hey, some other stuff in the news. This is late breaking news. Have you seen this? Uh, no. The, the headline I'm, begins. I'm, I'm guessing you're not going political with this, and that's all <laughs> I've seen on the news today, so go ahead. The headline begins Naval Academy Baseball. Oh, uh, so you need this part? 
Is that is that where we're going with the Naval Academy? I mean, I guess I don't want to call Peter Angelos a strawberry. I mean, I mean, but the headline is Naval Academy classic scrapped due to territorial issues between Nationals and Orioles, and I guess because the Nationals played them at the Naval Academy, which is in Annapolis and oh, technically right. in Oriole territory. Peter Angelos is saying, "I hate the troops," because. and not. <laughs> And not let the Nationals play the the the, the Naval Academy this year. Well, Isn't not, that a bit of a like? That's a hate the troops move. That's a snowflakes hate no, the well, troops. No, then do something about it. You go play the the You go play the 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 mids. If, if but, you want to do that, then great. The Nats can go down to Quantico and play the Marines, and let the and send the Orioles to uh, Annapolis to see them play the mids. I'll go see that. Last year, he might have been a little upset that the Nationals and the Red Sox were playing in Annapolis, but I'd love I'd love to see the Orioles play in Annapolis. It'd be okay, fun. but the Orioles aren't playing in Annapolis. Who cares if the Nationals are playing in Annapolis? Maybe the Do Orioles. Do you care? No, I don't care. There's no TV. I didn't rating. even know that was a thing. What, I don't know what that's all about because there's no TV rating, so I don't know what the market stuff is. If you remember, what, is, what, do, what do National fans get upset with about every year? It's the big billboards that the Orioles put up on 295. <laughs> yeah, and and now we're gonna get mad because because why? Well, I mean, I don't understand. I've, the Nationals just want to play the Naval Academy, and 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 they're saying no because it's in Orioles territory. No, that sounds petty. I don't know what story this is that you're reading. What this is, I don't remember the Nationals. It's from ever. the Washington Post. Okay. You ever heard of it? All right. Why don't <laughs> then I know how to? Here's how you fix it. Hey mids, hey Nats, play the game in Nationals Park. Solved. Problem solved. And all of these midshipmen get to play in a Major League Baseball stadium. Isn't that what they want? I know, but it's just kind of cool to show you support the troops by going there and, and playing an exhibition game I know. at Naval Academy. It's, it's cool. kind of cool for that. I thought it was cool the Nats and the Red Sox did it last year. I want the Orioles to go play in, uh, in Cuba and go play in Annapolis. And go play Towson University while you're at it. Why not? True. I, I'm guessing Towson and Navy have about the same skill level baseball teams. <laughs> All right, fine. Whatever. Then you can support Peter Angelos in hating the troops. That's my first strawberry story. Moving on to my next strawberry story. We got a full, full uh, sl- slate here of strawberry stories. <laughs> this one, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know what to do with this. Did you guys see this yesterday in the game? You guys didn't watch the game. I don't know. Did they turn the highlights? Uh, we hit a home run to bring the to bring the Dodgers to within one run. It was uh-huh. caught. You know, yes. Tweet, a baseball player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The game was in Houston. A Houston fan caught it. A young lady. Yes, I did see this. Did you oh, see this? The, yes. was the, that was the brother-in-law, right? Yeah, the gentleman who turns out to be a brother-in-law took the ball from the sister-in-law. It like yes. was begging for it, like give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And so the sister-in-law gives him the ball, and he takes the World Series home run ball and chucks it onto the field. Yeah. Meanwhile, the sister-in-law and the brother were like, "What the heck, man! I just caught yeah. that ball. Why'd you do that?" Um, what do we do with this story? I don't know. I don't know if this is a strawberry. I don't know if this is this is a drunk guy, and and it could cause a big family argument and rift. I gotta they, say, they, they might not have Thanksgiving together over this ball. I don't know how you feel, Bert. I, I'm kind of with the guy who took the ball and threw it on the field. Yeah, me too. I uh, 
And by the way, I did see like a follow-up story. Like they're all cool with each other. Uh, they're not fighting, and Thanksgiving is going to be fine. So we can all sleep easy tonight, knowing that random Houston family is all nice. Yeah, it's all cool until unit. It's all cool until the sister-in-law throws the turkey out the window. Well, it it would be like it would be like if one of you guys took your wife to the game and she caught a home run, and then you, as the brother, snatched it out of her hand uh, and threw it back. Right? That's the situation. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel like it's kind of our duty to do that. Yeah. Now, in the story, the sister-in-law says that she was going to do it. And she wanted to do it, and she was upset because she wanted to be the one to throw the ball back on the field. Good. Okay, okay. Good. But that I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bert. If Laura or Josh, if Mandy catches that ball, I don't trust them. They don't have to the throw arm. the ball back on the field. No, you got to get that ball at least halfway to second base, and they don't have that arm. Yeah, you gotta, you I. Gotta, you don't want a little dribbler. <laughs> you got to, you got to, you got to make a point and throw that ball as hard as you can. See, but I, as if I were the husband in that situation. I would want her to be the one to throw it back. If she caught it, let her throw it back. She'll be a superstar the next day. You know, even if she doesn't, even if it's a bad throw, the intention was there and everyone would love uh, my wife. Everyone well, loves her anyway, but. But but, but meanwhile, and, and now she's the victim and they're vilifying this guy for doing what a good baseball fan should do. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, because he just wanted to be the hero. He, that's yes. exactly what he wanted to be. Yes. He's the jerk in the situation. It, and, it, at least give her the opportunity to throw it back. And then if she says, no, it's my baseball, then snatch it from her hand and throw it back. He probably assumed <laughs> that she didn't know the appropriate thing is to throw it back. If he didn't, then he made a snap judgment because it was like caught, shown, ripped, thrown. <laughs> and like, it was really fast. It all happened really 1. fast. 1.2 seconds. Well, that, that's what I mean. He, it was a snap judgment by him when all he had to do was tell her to throw it back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The brother, it was in between him. Like, what the heck just went down? You know what it is? <laughs> it's like a grenade was tossed into the crowd, and he had to get rid of that thing as yes. fast as he could. <laughs> it's true. They, well, if she didn't do it, the whole crowd would have turned on her very quickly. So maybe he was saving her the humiliation if right. she was not going to throw it. Right. He, it, was just a, it was just a reflex. Get that thing out of here. Yes. It's poison. Right. I loved it. You all right, Matt? <laughs> you all right? No, yeah, I just do. I, I, watched, I watched that video probably like 10 times. It yeah. just, it's, if, you, if you need to go find it, if you haven't seen it, the guy thrown back. And there was a lot of articles about it this morning. It's just, <laughs> just, just hilarious. It's just great. Uh, throw the ball. You got to throw the ball back, though. Right. Uh, but don't snatch it. Um, last, the last one I got, uh, this is from Twitter Moments today. I want to share a Twitter moment today. Right. Okay. I love Twitter moments. I, I don't think I, I have Twitter moments. Twitter moments are, but it just showed up in moments when I went to Twitter.com and I wasn't mm-hmm. logged on yet. And so it went to this new page like I've never been on because I was using a different computer and I, it just said moments. And so I was like, and the first moment was strawberry pizza. Oh. Uh, okay. Wait, hold it, on, hold on. Yeah. Is it, is it real pizza with strawberries? Because the strawberry pizza where it's the... The cake no, crust with the cream no, cheese not, and strawberries. I'm all for that strawberry no, pizza. It's not a cookie with icing and fruit on top. This was an actual pizza, cheese, pasta with strawberries on top. Uh, are we doing anything? I don't think I'd like that. Right. They're doing anything for headlines now. This is like the mystery Oreo. How is this different from having pineapples on a pizza? Can I ask? <laughs> Just innocent question. Innocent question. All right. All right you know I'll give you the answer. Because pineapple and ham on a pizza is an ancient Hawaiian delicacy. Ancient. 
You know what? As a guy who likes pineapple on my pizza, it's yeah, no too. different. Let me have some strawberry pizza. You you won the argument. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try, Bert. All right. Bert, how about this? I'll intrigue right. you. Okay. Shout out to our coconuts out there. Coconut mm-hmm. on pizza. Could, could uh, you find that? It's too dry. Yes. No, I can get yeah, toasted up a little bit. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm oh, all in. coconut. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No. I'm in. Toasted coconuts is for donuts and cakes, not pizza. But all right, I'm all for the strawberry. Can, does Domino's deliver that? You might have to write that in as an ad, kind of an added. <laughs> I don't know. If that's not one of the options, the, the click down options. You might have to call an actor. Right. And can I trust Domino's to have fresh strawberries? Yeah. You, yeah. You might want to do this one yourself. Yeah, good point. Don't worry. There's plenty of strawberries in Arnold, so uh, you won't have trouble finding strawberries. Though. Oh, we might have strawberries. All right. In my freezer right now, I have bagel bites. Could I put strawberries on the bagel bites, and will that pass as strawberry no. pizza? No, that's like – I'm Mandy. so glad – Mandy! Bert, I'm so glad you weren't around last week. Last week, I went over Dad's house to watch <laughs> the Ravens. <laughs> that was the, the lamest dinner ever. He text, Dad texted me, and he said a couple hours for the game – that, hey, come over for the game, we'll have pizza. I'm always down for football and pizza, man. That's my thing. Right, sure. Pizza, football, football, pizza. It's the best. Yeah, I, I, I get I, over there. I thought I beat the Domino's guy there because I got there early. Yeah, I get over there. And I'm okay. What, if you want to do DiGiorno, if you want to do even some cheap $3 pizza, the, whatever, I'm safe, okay with it. Safeway Select. Costco pizza. Right. Safeway yeah, Select Costco is awesome pizza. pizza. Yeah. I get over there. Sit down. He brings down the pizza. No, to call it pizza would be like calling, I don't know, a coconut or strawberry. It's just not It's just not true. He brought down uh, pizza rolls. Tostinos. Pizza rolls. Right? This is on Thursday rolls. night? Uh, Sunday. Oh, the Sunday before? Yeah. No, the, 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 the Minnesota game? Yes. Yeah. I'd rather have strawberry pizza than have uh, pizza roll. Give me a that break. sounds like the most awful day ever because not only were you subjected to, to subpar pizza – but you had to watch that garbage Ravens Minnesota football game. You know, I'm 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 pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a double whammy. I left early. I'll yeah. say that I left early. <laughs> I don't blame you. Don't blame And then blame Thursday you. for the Ravens game, I got texted again. Hey, come over for the Thursday night game. I didn't go. You know I what? <laughs> I, I I went over on Thursday and I realized yeah. I realized it was the first time that Dad's invited us me over for a Baltimore sporting event where the Baltimore team won. Because remember, he had us all come over for the Orioles when they hit the playoffs. They lost. The Toronto, he yeah. keeps inviting us over on Sundays for football. They lose. Thursday was the first time I saw a Baltimore sports team win at Dad's house. Where's the dad jokes now? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So I, I thought we were going to have a guest today. Maybe I just – we know I might, I, need, I might need to go back and redo my intro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Right. Yeah, no, no Steve tonight. Yeah, the next time we have a guest, I'm not going to mention the intro, just in the off chance that we don't actually have a guest. It'll just be a surprise. You need me to go back there and bleep it out, bleep out the name? Yeah, we'll be joined by... Nobody! A, uni- a unicorn and a pirate. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to re-record that. We'll get stood up by... Yeah, I've never been this mad at a reporter since we interviewed Rich Dubrow. <laughs> and that was after the interview. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he and Steve spoke uh, this evening as he was calling us. Yeah, it's, it's possible. We, we could have been blacklisted from, from all reporters. It's possible. Oh, your dad just said in the chat room he's over at, Steve Molesky's over at his house eating pizza rolls right now. 
<laughs> oh man. Alright, you guys ready to get out of here? Yes. Are you playing the music? Yeah. Yeah. Are you wearing your headphones? Yeah, I'm sorry, I just had the volume down turn kinda of, kind of, kind of low. Uh -huh. No wonder you haven't heard us. But yeah. Have you guys have we started the show yet? What a <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Thank you. What, Josh? You you had no spooky uh, buttons today? Oh, I, no, I forgot about our Halloween button. I was forgot the spooky button. I was focused on the mask. Who cares about a unicorn head that only seven viewers can see? When our, our hundreds of listeners, we have the best listeners in the world. The best listeners. Yeah. The best coconuts. Some, best coconuts. You know what? I played spooky sounds all throughout the show, and you just aren't hearing them. That's I, yeah, it's possible. I could have missed them. Yeah. I've been going all through while Bert's been shooting himself with his toy gun. <laughs> Trying to yeah. twirl it around. It's the only thing that seems to think fire when it's pointed at him. It's my pistol, mate. Arr! Yeah. Note to South kids, don't ever get a real pistol. Especially you, Bert. You do not know how to handle that thing. Alright, boys and girls. You can like us on uh, on iTunes reviews. Or you can rate us on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Section 336 or Section 336 Show for Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Bert on Twitter at Bert Roti. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.